all the way to the end of chapter 24 and in verse number uh, 56 and uh, Abraham talking, he said unto them, Hinder me not, seeing that the Lord had prospered my way. Send me away that I may go to my master. And they said, We will call the damsel and inquire at her mouth. And they called Rebekah and said unto her, Wilt thou go with this man? And she said, I will go. And they sent away Rebekah, their sister, and her nurse, and Abram's servant, and his men. And they blessed Rebekah and said unto her, Thou art our sister. Be thou the mother of thousands, of millions, and let thy seed possess the gate of those that hate them. And Rebekah rose, and her damsel, and they rode upon the camels, and followed the man. And the servant took Rebekah, and went his way. And Isaac came from the way of the whale, Larola, for he dwelt in the south country. And Isaac went out in to meditate in the field at evening tide. And he lifted up his eyes and saw, and behold, the camels were coming. Rebekah lifted up her eyes, and when she saw Isaac, she lighted off the camel. For she had said unto the servant, What man is this that walketh in the field to meet us? And the servant had said, It is my master. Therefore she took a veil and covered herself. And the servant told Isaac all things that he had done. And Isaac brought her into his mother Sarah's tent and took Rebekah, and she became his. She became his wife, and he loved her, and Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. Thank you. You may be seated. Our Father, we thank you, Lord, for this Sunday night service tonight. Thank you, Lord, for touching our heart with things of old, songs of old. The Lord, they touched our heart back 40 years ago, and they still got some God on them. They can still touch our heart tonight. And the Word of God's like that, Lord. It's touched hearts hundreds of years ago, and it can still touch our hearts tonight. Now, Lord, we thank you for what you've done for us this morning, but we're a needy people. We're in bad shape. We need you to do something for us over and over and over again. It'll take a while to get us where you want us to be. Thank you for saving the brother this morning. And thank you, Lord, for him coming back tonight. And, uh, Lord, I pray tonight there might be somebody else here tonight that needs what he got this morning, and they can get it tonight. But, Lord, I pray for the larger part of this crowd tonight, and I pray that God will speak to our heart tonight about this subject. And we'll be careful to give you all the praise because it all goes to you. Lord, take us and make us nothing and make Jesus Christ everything and use us for your glory tonight and we'll praise you in Christ's name. Amen and amen. As we, uh, I'm still on the new year and as we continue to journey further on into this new year of 2023, perhaps uh, what we need is not a new church. Uh, a lot of people start looking for another church. Uh, things dry up a little bit, go a little dead, and they start looking for another church. The problem may not be the need of a new church. It might not be a new preacher uh, that you need tonight. It might not be a new diet or a new exercise routine. A new Bible or a new camp meeting to attend. But what we might need tonight more than anything else in this new year, we might need a new relationship with Him. Amen? Amen. Uh, you see, the thing I want you to see tonight in verse 4 is that Rebecca and Isaac were already related uh, the Bible said there in verse 4, he said, But thou shalt go unto my country and to my kindred and take a wife unto my son Isaac. They were already related, but they're going to get a, a new relationship. And you know tonight that you and I that are saved tonight, we're already related to the Lord Jesus by the new birth 
but we can have a new relationship with the Lord. And I think sometimes some of us that have been saved a long time, uh, that we uh, sometimes kind of get old in our relationship with the Lord. And we need a new relationship. And I'm glad that we serve a God that the Bible said that He could make all things new again. Uh, He can make your marriage new. He can make your salvation experience new. He can make your love for Him new. Amen. And you know what? This old love story might be just the thing to rekindle an old flame in your heart. And I want us to look at it tonight. And I'm talking about a new relationship for the new year. Now the first thing you need to do is stop that thought in your mind right now and say, I can't have a new relationship when you can have a new relationship. First thing you need to do is stop that thought in your mind. I've done been close to God as I'm going to ever be. And I don't know all I'm going to ever know. Oh no, there's a lot more to learn about God, know about God. And there's a closer relationship tonight than any of us have ever had. And I hope you desired, I hope you wanted. Because what we need tonight is a new relationship with Jesus Christ. You're living off of what you got 40 years ago. Uh, you're living off of something you got. I've heard too many that could take you back to the spot uh, back there, but they don't have nothing up here, amen. Uh, I, I'm talking about you and I tonight need a new uh, uh, relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, I don't know about you, but I want one, amen. Uh, I want to get closer. I want to know more about him. I want to do more for him, amen. Uh, I want to serve him greater. I want to love him deeper. I, I want a new relationship with him tonight. Uh, that's what this church needs. That's what every church needs uh, is to quit living off of th- something we got 40 years ago uh, and get a new something tonight, amen. Uh, a new relationship. I'm talking about a new relationship for the new year. And we see it here in this story tonight. You see, this new relationship that started, it started with love's approach of reminding and showing Rebecca the wealth of the Father. The Bible says, and we know this story very well, Abraham was a very, very rich man. You remember what the Bible said about Boaz? He was a wealthy man, a mighty man of wealth. Well, I'm talking about one tonight richer than Abraham, wealthier than Boaz. I'm talking about one tonight that owns a cattle on a thousand hills. I'm talking about one tonight that his resources have never been exhausted and never will be. When we look at this story tonight, we see tonight a planning father. Abraham's back there and Abraham is planning this relationship. I'm glad tonight we got a planning father, aren't you? When I look at that tonight, I see a persevering, a persevering servant trying to make this relationship happen. I'm glad the Lord don't give up easy. I'm glad the Holy Ghost that He perseveres and searches and I'm glad one day he found me. I'm so glad that one day he found me. He threw his loving arms around me. He called my name, amen. I'm glad tonight, thank God, that we have the Holy Ghost of God that is out there searching tonight. He wants a deeper relationship with you and me, a brand new relationship tonight. I see a patient son awaiting. Oh, Isaac is over there in the field. And he's awaiting, boy, he wants that relationship. Do you know Jesus Christ? He wants a relationship with every one of you tonight. He wants one deeper than there ever has been before. And I don't know of any time that we ever needed one any more than we do right now, do you? 
Not only do we see here in this story a planning father, a persevering servant, a patient son waiting, but in it, in essence, the whole thing is a parable tonight uh, of the Father's, God's relationship to us tonight. Amen. Amen. Let me say, let me say this tonight, talking about a new relationship and talking about how that he approached with wealth to begin this new relationship. You see, love desires to enrich, to make better. Isn't that right? Amen. You see, the Bible said, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, for your sake he became poor, that you by his poverty might be made rich. You see, tonight, the Lord... He wants you and I to realize how wealthy that he is. Amen. Amen. We're not serving a pauper. We're not serving somebody tonight that has to scratch around and work around uh, uh, to try to meet our needs. No, we're serving someone that's rich and he wants to enrich us tonight. Amen. Uh, uh, You see, God uh, is a given God. Now, some people have got in their mind and they won't, they won't sell out to Jesus Christ. They won't get saved. If they get saved, they won't go 100% with him. You say, why? Uh, because in their mind, they think he's some kind of a thief. Uh, he's going to steal their time. He's going to steal their money. He's going to steal their life. Uh, uh, no, sir, listen, you got the wrong one. Uh, uh, he ain't the thief. Uh, uh, the devil's the one that thief. Uh, uh, but Jesus, uh, he said he'd come uh, uh, to give life and more abundant life. Uh, God is a giver and he just keeps giving and giving and giving and giving. Amen. Uh, I'm telling you tonight, listen, God is a giver. God don't take things away. God gives things. Did you ever read Psalm 69? It's a great verse there in verse 4. And the Bible said, talking about the Lord, uh, the Bible said that he put back what he didn't take away. It wasn't, it wasn't the Lord that took away our life and our love and all of that. That wasn't the Lord. That was the devil, ourself, our sin. But I'm glad that Jesus Christ, even though he didn't take it away, I'm glad he'll put it back in our life. Amen. Uh, when you got saved, you got a new love. You got a new spirit. You got a new life. Uh, and the Lord, he enriches our life. He said, I am calm uh, that they might have life and have it more abundantly tonight. Uh, He's got more we're living tonight. I see how love enriches a life. I like the way this shows here. You see, God displays what he's got. Did you notice when that servant left, he didn't come empty-handed. And uh, he said in verse 10, And the servant took ten camels of the camels of his master." and departed for all the goods of his master were in his hand, all that he was taking. And he arose and went to Mesopotamia. Now he went down there, and you know how it was. He waited there by the well, and Rebekah come, and, and uh, Rebekah offered to water the camels, and she did. But look at verse 22. While, while Rebekah is watering the camels, look at verse 22. And it said it come to pass, as the camels had done drinking, uh, that the man took a golden earring of a half a shekel weight, two bracelets of for her hands uh, of ten shekels weight of gold. You know what he's doing? Uh, he's displaying a little bit uh, of what the father's got a whole lot of. And boy, if you want to catch the heart of a woman, just flash a diamond ring. If you want to get the eyes of a woman, get a necklace or a bracelet or some kind of jewel and you got their attention, amen. You see, God knows how to do it. Not only with a woman, God knows how to do it with you and me. He keeps displaying these riches. Look at verse 30. And it came to pass when he saw the earring and bracelets upon his sister's hand. Now his brother's watching. Look down at verse uh, number 53. And the servant brought forth jewels of silver 
and jewels of gold and raiment and gave unto them to, to Rebekah and he gave also to her brother and to her mother precious things. Don't miss this. God didn't just give to Rebekah. God gave to her mother and God gave to her brother. God's a given God. He won't just give to you. He'll give to your wife. He'll give to your children. He'll give to your grandchildren. God is a giving God. Amen. Uh, but here's the thing about it. Here's the thing about it. Uh, look at verse 35. And he said, and the servant said, and the Lord hath blessed my master greatly. And he has become great. And he hath given him flocks and herds and silver and gold and men servants and maid servants and camels and asses. You know what he's saying? Uh, uh, he's laying all that stuff out there. Uh, and uh, he's laying it out there for Rebecca to see. And uh, he's laying that stuff out there. He's got it on display. Uh, uh, he, wants, he wants her to see the wealth. Uh, uh, the wealth that this Abraham's got. And it all's going to belong to his son one day. Uh, uh, can I tell you that Jesus Christ, uh, God has given everything to Jesus Christ. Uh, and the Bible said if we get him, we're joint heirs with Jesus tonight. Amen. Uh, uh, but here's the thing. This blessed my heart when I seen it this evening. I hope it blesses your heart. Uh, uh, but you see that servant, he had some jewelry laying out there, a few things laying out there. Uh, but that's just a little bit of what's over there. Uh, that's just a little bit of what's back there. Uh, he can't show everything he's got because he's so rich, amen. Uh, uh, listen, God can't show us everything he's got. Uh, uh, you say, why? He's got too much. Uh, uh, you will have to go there to see all that he's got. Uh, that's what Rebecca's going to have to do. She's going to have to go there before she could see all that he had. You say, why do you, you lay all that stuff out there for? I'm talking about a new relationship with God. He laid all that stuff out there because he's trying to entice her. Did you know what the Lord was doing when He come to us and through the preacher or the Bible or someone, He began to tell us of God's love. Oh, that He so loved the world He gave His only begotten Son. They began to tell us about a place called heaven that I hath not seen, neither hath entered into the heart the things that God has prepared for those that love Him. He began to talk about walls of gold and, and uh, uh, gates of pearls and streets of pure gold. He began to talk about in my Father's house are many mansions, uh, you know what he's doing? He's trying to entice us. Amen. He's trying to win us over. He showed us what the Father's got and he's trying to put in our heart a desire to want to go there. You used to want to go there. Do you still want to go there? We need a new relationship with Jesus Christ that'll make us love him more. Amen. You see, love not only not only is, is God's love to enrich us. As I said this morning, God wants to make us better. And everything God comes into, He makes better. Not only does He want to make us better, but God wants to entice us. Make us want Him. Ain't that what you ladies did? When them men come around... You want to entice them. You put a little lipstick on, a little rouge, amen, little jewelry. You're trying to get them to look your way. You know what the men did? They put a little cologne on, amen. They got a little bottle of that stuff. I can't remember what they had when I was growing up. They don't have it no more, I'm sure. No, it wasn't Old Spice. Uh, I came to that later. Well, that's it. What'd you say? J-E, man. J-D. East. I sprayed that on and Max Helen come running after me. Amen. We put something on. We put something on to make 
make us want each other. Amen. Listen, I'm glad, glad day in my life when I learned there were some things that God goes after. And if I can get humility on my life, if I can get a clean heart on my life, if I can get some things that God loves in my life, He'll come after me. Amen. There's some things that make God come after you. There's some things that make God run away from you. The Lord said, He he resisteth the proud, but He giveth grace unto the humble. But you know what? You know what love does? It not only enriches and entices you, but it excites you. Amen. You see, when we have that right relationship with Jesus Christ, we get excited about Him. Amen. You see, it's the same thing that happened with you and your wife, you and your husband. It's the same thing that when you first started dating, when you first started going with each other, you was excited to see him come up the driveway. You was excited for someone to say, it's that old boy on the phone. uh, You was excited about that. You know why? Because love excites us. Uh, I bet you you couldn't get enough of her and she couldn't get enough of you and now both of you's had all you want of each other, amen. Uh, You know what you need? You need a new relationship. We can get that way with Jesus Christ. We can get where we've got all we want of Him. That's what a lot of people's done. They've got all they want of Him. That's why they hardly ever darken the door of a church. That's why they make no special effort to be where he is. Uh, uh, Why, when we first got saved, if we really got saved, uh, uh, we was excited about Jesus. We was excited about church. Uh, uh, We was excited to talk about him, to learn about him. Uh, uh, We was excited. You say, why? Uh, Because we had that new, fresh relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, Hey, Hey, I'm 68 and a half years old. I've been saved a long time, but I've been seeking a new relationship with Him. You say, why? Because the old one gets stale and we could have a new one with Him. You know what some of y'all need? You need a revival, not down at the church, in your marriage, in your home. Did you know that can happen? You said, I've never heard of such a thing. You better be finding out about it. You need a revival in your home. God can do it. God can somehow or another, God can make it new again in your life. He can do it. You see, there's always, look at verse 28. The Bible said, And the damsel ran. Man, she's in a hurry. Find out more about this Isaac. You remember when you used to be in a hurry to get to church? Well, you'd be in the parking lot at 9 o'clock on a Sunday morning. Now you come dragging in about 5 after, 15 after, 20 after. You say, why? Why is that? It ain't because you're so old and crippled up. That ain't what it is. What it is, you're not excited about Jesus as you used to be. Amen. Uh, You see, the Bible said she ran to him. Whenever you're excited, listen, when you're excited about the one you love and he's excited about you, there ain't no dragging around. You pick that girl up an hour early. And if any way possible, you'd let her out an hour late. My wife's mother, she's supposed to have her back at 10 with her and sit out in the car 15 after. I just want to walk her to the door and just screw that a little bit. But that meant it was over. And man, you hated for it to be over. You wanted more time. You wanted to be together more. That's the way you was. And it was all new with Jesus. You said, is it already over? 
Is he already done? But now you go. Don't he know it's 12 o'clock? Don't he know the Holy Ghost leaves the church at 12 o'clock on the dot? I heard a preacher say this week, he may have something there. He said, we'll never have revival. And y'all ain't going to like to hear this. But he said, we ain't going to never have revival again until preachers quit watching the clock and get back preaching long and preaching what God wants them to preach. Uh, they might be some, something to that, amen. But you see, when we love the Lord and our, our relationship with Him is new, man, you can't get enough of it. I went to every revival. I worked Donnelly's like many of my brothers did here. I'd get off Donnelly's, go home, and drive an hour to go to a revival and get there uh, halfway into it. I couldn't get enough of it. Couldn't, couldn't wait to go to church. You say, why? I was excited about the Lord. The Bible said that damsel ran. Love will make you excited. Love will get you in a hurry. Don't you remember what happened when that prodigal son started home and his father, he saw him a great ways off and didn't the Bible say in verse 20, he ran to him. He ran to him. Don't you remember what happened after Jesus Christ was put in the grave three days he rose from the dead and, uh, and I believe it was Peter and John went down to the grave. And don't you remember what happened? The Bible said they both started running. Uh, but John outrun Peter and he got there first. Uh, you say, why was that? Don't you know? John is that disciple of love. Uh, uh, John is the one that loves the Lord so much. Uh, the more you love the Lord, the more excited you get about Him. Amen. You say, well, I'm I'm old. You can still love when you're old. Amen. I remember preaching at Cornerstone Free Will Baptist Church. Brother Eddie pastored there. And there was a, a brother and his wife. They were 90 years old if they was anything. And the only way she could have got any closer to him was to be sitting in his lap. And they were right on the front row and they held hands. And, uh, and I can remember looking at them, watching them, and I remember them so vividly because the couple of weeks before that I just went to a marriage seminar at my brother's church where he was going then and he called us wanting to know if we'd come. They just kind of get back in church and I wanted to encourage them. I said, let's go. I, we went down there and they had some little old uh, guy up, start up, preaching about marriage. I don't even know if he was married or not. If he was, he hadn't been married long uh, and he was talking about marriage uh, and I remember what he was preaching on. He was preaching on how to put the fire back in your marriage. We started home. We got about Bowling Green. I said something. She said something. We got in a big argument, heated argument. And I called my brother. He called me the next night. He said, are you coming back tonight? I said, no, we ain't coming back tonight. Uh, he said, you didn't like him? I said, oh yeah, what he did, uh, it worked. I said, he was preaching on how to put the fire back in your marriage and we hadn't even got through Bowling Green. We was both matter and fire, amen. <laughs> but I seen that old man and woman, they had him come up and sing. He played the guitar, she stood by him, they sung. And I remember sitting there thinking, if I ever go to another marriage seminar, I want them to teach it. You say, why? They done been married 70 years. And they still 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 had the excitement about it. You could you could tell they were still excited about it. Hey, I want to still be excited about the Lord, don't you? I don't care if this whole Laodicean church age is cold and dead and lukewarm. I, I let them have it. I don't want that. I want to be a Philadelphia church member. I want to have the brotherly love in my heart. I want to love Jesus I, all the way down to the end. Amen. I, I come in this thing excited and I want to leave excited. I, I'm telling you that we can have a new relationship with Jesus Christ this year if we just realize all he's got for us. Amen. I wouldn't advise any of y'all to marry for money. 
But when we married the Lord, we married for money. I've heard a lot of women say, I'll tell you one thing, next time I'm marrying for money. I don't care what they look like. I'm marrying for money. Brother Sammy was teaching the other Sunday uh, on money, and he said, uh, he said, money can't make you happy. And I thought of what, what Brother Epps said. Brother Epps said, no, said, he said, they always say money can't make you happy. And he said, if that's true, why is it everybody's got some seems happy? And everybody that ain't got none seem like they're not that happy. But I'm telling you, we got married to the Lord. We married somebody that got money. Amen. We see love's approach of wealth. God's trying to show us just like the servant tried to show Rebecca all a little bit of what the father had. Said he's got a lot more, but he's got so much more back there. I couldn't bring it all. But if you'll if you'll come with me, he said, you can have it all. I tell you what the Lord says, if we'll come with Him, we can have it all. Amen. Now, look here in verse 58. And the Bible says, and they call Rebekah. You remember one day God called you? Amen. They called Rebekah and said unto her, Will thou go with this man? You see, we see, we see love asking with a word. The question is, do you love me enough to go? That's the question. You know what the question is on Sunday night? Do you love me enough to go? You know what the question is on Wednesday night? Hey, do you love me enough to go? That's what the question is. And the, and the problem is, that we've left our first love. Our love has gotten cold for many people. Our love has got cold. Uh, and, uh, and they don't really, they just don't, just flat out truth, they just don't love Him enough to go. My wife, when our grandkids were, Scott's kids, when they were little, they moved off to Greensburg. We, they lived with us about as much as they did them back then, uh, Zach and Chelsea. They'd call their grandma honest truth. They'd text or call their grandmother at 3 o'clock in the morning. Granny, you come get us. She'd get in that car, drive all the way to Greensboro. You said she would? Yeah, I'm sleeping. <laughs> but you know what? You see, that love, that love, uh, it'll go, it'll go. You'll do anything for them. If you love them like that, you see, if you really love the Lord, I won't have to twist your arm, beat you over the head. I won't have to do that to get you to do what you ought to do. You know why you do it? Because you love Him. You love Him. You know why that you ladies have, uh, who's, who's been married, who's been married 60 years in here? Anybody? Miss Leola. Amen. Miss Leola, I know why you stayed with Donald. I know why he stayed with you. Y'all loved each other. You loved it enough to stick it out. I know why people backslide and get out of church, drop out of church. You say, why? They don't love him enough to stay in. They love the world. They love somebody else more than they love him. Amen. You remember what the Lord said to Simon in John 21, 15? Simon, lovest thou me more than these? The Lord asked him that three times. Say, so why did he ask him that? Well, you know, he denied the Lord and he walked away. And the Lord had prophesied and told him, you're going to deny me, he said. It's going to happen. And before the cock crows, he said, you're going to deny me. And he did three times. So three times the Lord asked him, do you love me? Do you love me? What if the Lord asked you that tonight? You know what Simon finally said? He said, Lord, you know I do. Lord, you know all things. Yes, he does. The Lord knows tonight whether I love him or whether you love him or how much we love him tonight. God wants us to have a good relationship. You see, there's a unique word here in verse 58. Will thou go with this man? Will thou go with this man? That's what happened when we got saved. The Holy Ghost come, the servant of God, and he said, will you go with this man? We had to make a choice. 
we had to say like Rebecca, I will go or I won't go. This word was an unction word. You see that Brother Craighead? He's been coming to church here for a long time. He's, he's here every Sunday morning. And he's heard a lot of sermons. But you know what the difference was this morning? He heard God. Did you know you can hear preaching all your life and still not hear God? Right. Amen. Yeah. Amen. You say, where do you get that at? Verse number 50. Verse number 50, listen to what Rebecca's, uh, Rebecca's dad said. He said, this thing proceedeth from the Lord. There's something different about it. Wasn't it something different that morning he called you? Oh, they always give invitation. They always play just as I am. You sat through many of them. But that morning there's something different. That morning it was a little different. You said, I believe this thing's proceeding from the Lord. This ain't the preacher talking. Uh, this, this ain't the deacon coming to me. This thing's of the Lord. Rebecca's daddy sensed that. He said, he said this thing proceedeth from the Lord. You know why? It had some unction on it. If you will, it had an anointing on it. If it will... What he asked her, it came from a far country, a long ways away. It had something on it. There's a difference between anointed preaching and just preaching. There's a difference between speaking and having an unction. You say, what is the difference? Well, the difference is that that thing proceeds from the Lord. The Lord speaks to your heart. Notice this was an urgent word. Look at verse 56. And he said unto them, Hinder me not. This thing's urgent. Listen, we've played around with God long enough. And some of you heard from Him a long time ago, but you just ain't never done nothing about it. And you know what you are? Uh, you're, just, you're just like what's there in verse 55. Her brother and her mother said, Let the damsel abide with us a few more days, at least ten, and then we'll go. So that's what it is. Well, I'm going to go. I just ain't going to go right now. I want a new relationship with God. I just don't want one tonight. Because I'm afraid the Lord will take away my my own personal time, my own personal life. I told you the Lord don't take nothing away. Amen. The Lord gives you stuff. Amen. And the stuff that you have to put away, the sinful stuff that you have to put away, the Lord will give you something a hundred times better to replace it with. Amen. Amen. The Bible says that... Uh, the servant, the Holy Spirit, look what he said in verse 56. He said, hinder me not. See that? Hinder me not. Seeing this thing is of the Lord. You see, when, when you don't know something's of the Lord, you can wait a little while. Uh, matter of fact, I, I often tell people to do that. They'll say, Brother Rick, I think it's the Lord, but I'm not sure. I said, well, you want to make sure. Now, the Lord wants you to make sure as much as you can make sure. The Lord always leaves a little space, you know, of faith, but He'll get you pretty close that you'll know, you'll know enough to know you know that you know. The Lord lets you know that. But I tell people, wait a while. Take your time. But listen, once you know it's Him, once you know it's the Lord, and once you know what He wants you to do, to delay is dangerous. The Lord will let you play around a little while. But once you know you're lost, you know you need to be saved, you know how to be saved, you know what the consequences is of not being saved, and you still don't get saved, you're on dangerous ground. I'll use Caleb for an example. He come to me to two to three years or at least two before he announced his call and preach. 
And I said, Brother Caleb, just make sure it's an important matter. Just make sure. You need to make sure that God's calling you. That went on for about two years, off and on, up and down. But one day, Ronald Harrison, Ronald told me, he said, he said, I, I believe God's calling Caleb to preach. And he said, I just asked him. I just come out and asked him. And Ronald would do that. He said, I just asked him, has God called you to preach? And he said, Caleb said, yeah. When he told me that, I said, he's on dangerous ground. And I think I even told Caleb, not that he was on dangerous ground, but I told Brother Caleb, I said, if you know, you can't delay any longer. you got to go. And it wasn't no time that he announced his calling and he went. You see, you can play around if it's preaching, if it's Sunday school teaching, if it's bus driving, whatever it is, you can play around for a little while. But once you go, once you know, don't hinder him. You go ahead and go. If you ain't gonna go, tell him you ain't gonna go. That's what you said. It's an urgent word. Did you know, listen to this, to delay obedience, to delay obedience once you know the will of God, to delay obedience is disobedience. It's disobedience. If you know, you go. Let me give you this. I'm talking about a new relationship with the Lord. See what all He's got for us. This world's not our home. We're just passing through. This world don't have nothing for us. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I tell you, a really close, good relationship with Jesus Christ will run you for this world. Yes. We got to use it, but not abuse it. I know we got to we got to live in it, but we don't need to live for it. Amen. You see. God wants us to have a new relationship by seeing how much more that the Father has for us than anybody else has for us. Church, I'm telling you all tonight, and I know you all are the cream of the crop. I know you all are the three-time-a-week people, most of you. I know that. But God's got a whole lot more. God can get you excited again about the things of God. God can renew that, that love of fire with you and Him. God can renew it till you can't wait to get with Him again. Amen. That's what we need. Amen. A new relationship with the Lord. Look at Genesis 24, verse 67. And the Bible said, Isaac, Rebekah, and the servant has got there. She said, I'll go. And they went. And Isaac brought her into his mother Sarah's tent and took Rebekah and she became his wife and he loved her. I want you to circle them three words. She became his. Have you ever become his? Have you ever become his? She became his and he loved her. And he loved her. Let's look here. Isaac has been waiting all this time. Look what the Bible says in verse 63, and Isaac went out to meditate in the field. The margin of some Bible says, where it says uh, to meditate in the field, the margin of some Bible says he went out to pray in the field. I wonder what he's praying about. I don't think there'll be no psychic to figure it out, do you? He knows that servant's gone. He's praying about a relationship. He's praying about a relation, a new relationship that he hadn't had ever had before. Did you know that your Isaac, Jesus Christ? Did you know the Bible said he prays for us, makes intercessions for us? You know what he's praying? He's saying, Lord, he's saying. What I want is a better relationship with Rick Prophet. What I want is a closer and a new and a refreshing relationship with Marla Spielman. 
He's praying just like Isaac. Isaac was a praying about uh, the one he loved. He's praying about a closer relationship. Watch this. The Bible said she became his. Not only do we see love's relationship, but we see love's relenting. How many married folks we got here tonight? Bunch of you. I know it's been a long time ago for some of you. Do you remember hearing this somewhere? And Miss So-and-so, do you promise to forsake all others and cleave only unto Him? I remember when the preacher asked my wife that. Max Helen, do you promise to forsake all others and cleave only unto Him? I'm saying, hurry up. What's taking so long? She said, I do. He said, Ricky, do you promise to forsake all others and cleave only unto her? I said, I do. You know what you did when you did that? You relented your life. You said, all I want's him, and he said, all I want's her. Nothing else. You know what happened when you got saved? The Lord Jesus. He said, do you love me enough? Are you willing to forsake all others? Cleave only unto me. And you said, I will, Lord. I do, Lord. I will. Have you? Well, if you hadn't, have you ever heard of anybody renewing their marriage vows? Miss Linda, you remember when Brother Chuck was so bad? He forgot Miss Linda. He didn't know who she was. And uh, she was his wife, but he didn't know it. He thought she was some strange woman in the house. She said, Brother Rick, I don't know what I'm going to do. He won't, he won't let me in the bedroom. He thinks I'm some strange woman. I said, I'll tell you what you do. I said, y'all come to church Sunday night. Because Chuck said, you ain't getting in here unless we get married. So let me tell you what y'all do. Y'all come to church Sunday night. She said, what are we going to do? I said, we're going to have a wedding. And I said, when I get through preaching, I said, you and Brother Chuck's going to come down. And I'm going to say, Brother Chuck, do you promise to forsake all others and cleave only unto her? He said, I do. I said, Miss Linda, do you promise to forsake all others and cleave only unto him? And she said, I do. No more problem. You see why? They renewed their vows. You know what some of us need to do tonight? We need to renew our vows with Him. We need to say, Lord, I, I need a new relationship. You see, the reason you can't keep that old relationship is because things don't stay the same. She's not 16 anymore and you're not 17 anymore. Things are different. You're not in high school anymore. You've had children. You've buried parents. You've worked jobs. You've paid on homes. You've been to the hospital sick. You've had babies. Things are different. But just because things are different don't mean you can't have a renewed relationship. I don't look at my wife tonight the way I looked at her when she was 17 years old. And I know she don't look at me the way that she did when I was 17 years old. But when I look at her now, I love her more. Because I look and see what God's done. I look and see what God has done, how God has worked on her, how God has worked on me. 
And the things I loved back then, they're gone. But there's new things that I love now that are more important than the things back then. Same way with Jesus Christ. You can't love Him like you did the first day you got saved. You say, why? Things are not the same. You've been saved 20 years. You've been through ups and downs. You know something about the Bible. You even know something about doctrine. You ought to love Him deeper and better in more of a precious way tonight than you did back then. Love relenting. Look here, I'm done. Look in verse 67. The Bible says, And Isaac brought her into his mother Sarah's tent and took Rebekah, and she became something she never had been before. She became his wife. A new relationship. And the Bible said, And he loved her. And he loved her. That's what we need tonight, church tonight. We need, we don't need a new church. We don't need new music. We don't need new Bibles. All we need is just a new relationship with Him. I want it. Don't you want it tonight? I want it tonight. And you can have it tonight. You can make 2023 the year that you fell in love with Jesus Christ again. And old things became new. And you got a new relationship with Jesus Christ. And even though you've heard amazing grace a thousand times tonight, when that relationship's made new, you hear it like you heard it back then. Tonight, when they say it's about church time, you don't come dragging in five minutes after the service starts. You come in because you can't wait to get here and see if He's going to show up and love on Him and let Him love on you. Amen. Amen. You see, this Jesus thing's a personal thing. Amen. Ain't none of this group stuff. No, it's a personal, individual thing with Jesus Christ. We all need to come to church every time we come to church. And we ought to come thinking, I want to meet with Him. I want to tell Him how much I love Him. I want Him to love on me. I want it, I want it to be exciting again. It can happen. A new relationship for a new year. I wonder what happened in Bethel Baptist Church if everybody just started to beg and pray God to let them fall in love with Jesus Christ again. You say, I do love Him. It don't show. It don't show the way it used to. Lord, I come to you this evening. I 